Monica, we're entering another episode of another one of our favorite series. I think anytime we do a series, it's our favorite. That goes without saying, right? If we're doing it, we love it. That's kind of the tone of two Monicas in a microphone, right? Oh, basically every episode we do is one of my favorites. So last episode, we discussed coming of age movies from the 90s, and I had an absolute blast doing that with you. Yes, it was such a fun episode. And I think today's going to be just as fun. We are are going to talk about popular 90s TV shows based on the life of a teenager. We'll talk about the zany, the dramatic, and everything in between. You're listening to Two Monicas in a Microphone, a finely crafted podcast about nothing serious. Seriously, I'm your host, Monica. And I'm the other Monica. Get ready to talk about anything and everything from vampires to colorblindness to pet peeves to hot dogs and everything in between. When I wake up in the morning and the long gets out of morning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all right. Was that not a blast from the past? I mean, was that not every Saturday morning for you? It was every Saturday morning. Yeah. And even after school, it went on into syndication. I mean, it played and played and played forever. Oh my gosh. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that was Saved by the Bell. And I feel like if you don't know what Saved by the Bell is, you might not enjoy the rest of this episode because it is all teen TV. So Saved by the Bell could be probably the most iconic teen pop 90s show ever. Yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like everything about the show was so extra that it just epitomizes the 90s. It does. And you know, when they first launched it, they thought it was going to be a failure, but it ended up being a sensation. So let's take a little bit of time to talk about what made it such a sensation. And obviously, to me, that's the characters. Because there wasn't a lot of continuity in storyline, but there was continuity in the characters. I would agree with that because every episode, like you could watch it and it was one complete episode. It wasn't a continual dialogue or arcing storyline between episodes. So you could just watch one and be okay. And that was back before you had, you know, binge-worthy Netflix, right? So (laughs) things were more more like that. So first up, we have the main character, who is Zach Morris, otherwise known as Preppy. He is the epitome of cool kid. I thought he was, like, so cute. And y'all, yes, I I did marry a blonde named Zach. And, you know, (laughs) we don't need to psychoanalyze that. You're so funny. (laughs) We don't. We really well, don't. okay, so we won't <laughs> psychoanalyze that, but then there's AC Slater, and he's the bad boy army brat, and maybe we don't need to psychoanalyze that for me either. Yeah. Well, do you have a crush on AC or Slater? No, I but guess. I married a military man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so see, we don't need to psychoanalyze what has happened to us by watching Saved by the Bell. No. Up next, we have Kelly Kapowski, and she was the most popular girl in school. I mean, she was a cheerleader. And she was Zach's crush. And I would love to play us a little clip of the very first time that Zach meets AC. Mm. Lockers, the key to my plan. Now, Kelly was assigned this locker, which means the one next to it will soon be mine. Hi, you're new here. I'm Zach Morris. And I'm Roger Rabbit, so what? <laughs> Come on, what's your name? Slater. Well, Slater, too bad you got stuck with the bum locker. Hey, why don't you take mine? It's right next to the girl's bathroom. Unless it's in the girl's bathroom, forget it. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm letting you have my locker. Hi, Zach. I'm Kelly, who are you? Whoever you want me to be. (laughs) He's funny. See you guys later. Does she always smell that good? Kelly? Kapowski? 
Hey, you don't want anything to do with her. But why not? She's, uh, she has leprosy. Oh my goodness. Was that not the cutest? And was that just not so classic? Slater and Zach. It is iconic. It's the first time they meet. It sets up their love triangle right away. And you get all the shots of Slater's dimples. And you get all the where Zach Morris puts his hands in his pockets for like five years straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just also very iconically saved by the bell. Those are the top three characters, you know, that make the show that really gave it a lot of its core, which is why it I wanted to share that clip. It's so true. And Mario Lopez has gone on to have an incredible career. So who else do we have besides those top three? All right. So we've got Jesse Spano, uh, the girl next door, um, who then went on to play a topless stripper because that's the girl next door. Yeah, well, I would cue the song from the 80s, My Angel is a Centerfold. But what's really remarkable about Jesse Spano's character is that the actress originally tried out for Kelly Kapowski, but she didn't get it. However, the, the casting crew and directors liked her so much, they created the Jesse Spano character just for her. Oh, that's fun. I could not imagine her as Kelly Kapowski. No offense, she's just like too tall. I mean, she's so tall. Which so I think tall. she talks about a lot in this. That that comes up a lot, her talking about how tall she is. So I think that... <laughs> I, think that I don't know uh, what that's like at all. <laughs> yeah. I think Kelly Kapowski was cast perfectly. So then we come up to Lisa Turtle, who was the rich girl with great fashion sense. And she was originally supposed to be a Jewish girl from New York. Uh, but she's neither Jewish nor from New York. Right. Because just like with Mario Lopez, who was supposed to be Italian, the actors came in and did such a good job that the directors just said, I need these people on set. I don't care what we originally wrote. We're bringing them in. I, so it's the original Hamilton. They basically they cast who they cast because they were really good as opposed to casting for a particular like type. Right, exactly. So they cast who was good. And even though I think there was a lot of back and forth, because obviously, if you create a character, and I'm someone who's written a lot, and I've created a lot of characters. And if you went to cast a character that was not my vision of the character, I would have a hard time. But I think that the casting directors and the writers did a great job of seeing the overall vision and what this could turn into. And it really made a diverse cast. And they were all so cute and so fun. And if you want to talk about cute and fun, we get to Screech, who was the lovable dork that was your best friend in kindergarten. So you don't have a choice now. You still have to be he's, his friend. He's, he's the white Urkel. Yeah, so he was so dorky. And then I think that that really weighed on him as an actor. But I really want to discuss some of the episodes that we loved on Saved by the Bell. Did you have any that came to mind? Um, the one with Kelly Kapowski and the big zit on her nose. Oh my and goodness, she, tell me about that. She walked that. around with like a Rudolph the Red Nose reindeer nose. And at the time, I had no idea what a pimple was. <laughs> Yeah, so these teenagers were teenagers before we were teenagers. Oh my gosh, Monica, I just read your note. Yeah, on? Uh, let's just play the clip okay. for our friends. Hey, Zach. Yo. Last night at the movies, you went too far. Just helped a mother get together with her son. What's so wrong about that? Wrecking my date with Joanna wasn't funny. Oh, like it was funny wrecking my study date the night before? Hey, you started it, man, making me look like a jerk at the max. Well, that's what you are. What did you say? You heard me. You get out of my face. And what if I don't, punk? Then I'll just have to make you, punk. Monica, I'm just so shocked, actually not shocked at all, that two boys in high school punch each other. <laughs> there was so much drama in this episode. 
I remember. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of shocking with as bubblegum pop, as I like to call Saved by the Bell, that Slater punches. Well, actually, Zach pushes Slater, then Slater punches straight up punch in the face, Zach. Because he's an army brat and he's like built. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. But then Preppy pushes Slater to the ground and punches him in the face. I mean, Mm. it is legit. And it's kind of crazy because we always see AC lifting weights, but Zach threw a punch of punches. And then someone breaks it up. But holy Zach smoke. was so scrawny. I'm sorry. So scrawny. What? He was not scrawny. Um, Zach? I, would you like for me to fast forward to when they're actually gone through puberty? <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking of <laughs> the initial intro clip. Yeah. Not like five years yeah. later. No, it's like it's in the later years where they have this punch and they are both very much men in love in triangle. A, yeah, in a love triangle. And and actually they're not both trying to date. They're neither one of them are dating Kelly in this. And it's just it's so much drama between the two of them, but just like boys can do. They can punch each other in the face and then be best friends the next day and girls can barely insult each other and then talk to each other 5 years later. Yeah, no, male relationships are definitely different. They really, really are. And I think that this showcases that. But I was just like you. I was so shocked that like violence (laughs) was happening on this show, but it was. And of course, Mr. Belding helps them through it and gives them all the good things to say and overcome it. Yeah. So another episode that I still quote from this episode which I think most of my personality is quoting. Okay. Yes. I feel like I've watched half of (laughs) half of your, your commentary is quoting from something else. Yeah. In my personal life, that is very true. So do you remember Jesse and her caffeine pill addiction? I don't, but I did just watch a very interesting documentary about Adderall. This was pre-Adderall. This was probably like those little bee things that you could get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at the gas station. Like, this is probably what she was taking. This was um, before. What, it's what my dad calls truck driver caffeine. That's what it is. So I'm going to play that little clip. I mean, this is dramatic for Saved by the Bell. So here we go. No time. There's never any time. I don't have time to study. I'll never get into Stanford. I'll let everyone down. I'm so confused. Jesse, hey, hey, just calm down. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. 90s drama. Yeah, that last thing that she says, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. That is what I go around saying all the time, as does Zach. Zach and I, that's our love language. It's just (laughs) movie and TV quotes. And I remember watching this. And of course, we were probably watching it in syndication, um, not when it came out. My life would be less expensive if my love language were TV quotes, but it's actually diamonds. (laughs) Zach has tried to give me diamonds. And I was like, just quote tv to me honey just quote tv oh that's so sweet (laughs) so when this scene the i remember seeing this scene for the first time and being like what a dramatic dweeb seriously jesse because i too felt her pain with all of like trying to be perfect and do everything and overachieve and i was like why are you being so dramatic (laughs) and then she went on to be a stripper in a movie Okay. Well, she so, did, but not Jesse. That you know, they're not the same character. That was not a spinoff. No, she's just Joe always was Jesse. Not a spinoff. She's <laughs> just always Jesse Spano. Yeah, and she forever will be. And in fact, she plays Jesse Spano, and she's the principal on the current Say by the Bell. So moving on, so that <laughs> the most iconic. We started with the most iconic, so it may be a letdown from here. But up next is one that you and I both loved and that is clarissa explains it all and that showcased on nickelodeon
It starred Melissa Joan Hart as Clarissa Darling. I loved her character. I mean, she was just, she was like kind of bratty, but not really bratty. And she was good girl. Yeah, you know? like I think she was just a very purely what a preteen, early teen, then teen kid would have been. One that behaved and wasn't, you know, their life was a full strife. How many more adjectives can we add to that? Lots. <laughs> Let's see. Let me get out the thesaurus. <laughs> well, she had one of my favorite elements of the 90s, and that is sarcasm. She was very sarcastic, but she was also sarcastic, like, to the camera, not to her family. Right, exactly. And so much like Zach Morris in our beloved Saved by the Bell, she broke the fourth wall by addressing the audience. She did. She would always speak to the audience, and I think that's why I loved her, because I'm like, oh, she's talking to me. Like, I see what's yeah. going on. But then it's yeah, sort of it, internal monologue externalized. Yes, yes. And I didn't get to watch a lot of it because it was on Nickelodeon and we did not get cable until I was a sophomore. So till 15 or 16 years old. So Monica, I was not. We didn't get cable until I graduated from college. Yeah, so everyone can understand our lives here a little bit. <laughs> um, it's it's great. I love this. So I must have watched her at other people's houses. Yes. So it's not like how I got to watch Saved by the Bell, which is just anytime I wanted, right? I think if anyone has not seen this or wants to take a little trip down memory lane, it has been noted that Full House was considered more dramatic than Clarissa explains it all. Full House. I'm sorry, what? The one with yeah, the, the two twins, the babies? Yes, yes. And in the way yeah. that it addressed teen issues. And I would agree. But before we move on to the next show, I would like to explain it all. Well, all of it about helping us grow, that is. If you love this episode, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Two Monica's Podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You don't even have to write anything. Just click five stars. Want more Two Monica's in a microphone? Follow us on Instagram and everything social, including Pinterest at Two Monica's Podcast. That's with the number two. Monica, I love Pinterest. And don't forget to hit the share button and send this episode to a friend that you used to watch these shows with. They'll love it. Now, back to the show. Okay, step by step. It's the, actually the first one that we're going to feature today from ABC's TGIF. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We're going to have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. Do you remember that? <gasps> I do remember TGIF. I lived for TGIF. So did I. And now kids live for nothing because everything is at will. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So for those who don't know, Step by Step was the modern day Brady Bunch. And side note, of course, I loved the Brady Bunch. It was the seven. I need to have but my kids watch the Brady Bunch. Oh, the Brady Bunch is so cute. So it was starring Suzanne Summers and the hunky other brother from Dallas, Patrick Duffy. I think what I loved about it and what you'll probably remember about it is that it was kids and teens of all ages and all sorts of personalities and the way they had to interact with each other and their love lives and just being crammed into this household and all being so different. And I always loved Suzanne Summers uh, because I loved Theresa Company as a kid. So, but, <laughs> Why <does laughs> but that surprised me. Monica, we're coming up to Moesha. I loved I her. Well, I loved Brandy and I thought she was so cute. I only got to know her through her music. We did not get UPN, so it was kind of like the WB. So the broadcast did not okay. go to my little rural town in Arkansas, believe it or not. But no, you being in it. Detroit were probably able to actually watch the UPN. Yes. Yes. And no, I mean, she, it, her character was so fun and like quirky, but relatable. And she had the cutest ever boyfriend who is now, what's his name? Oh gosh. Usher, who was like so dreamy. Oh my goodness. So dreamy. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, Usher. I have found the cutest clip, Monica. Oh, the play cutest it. clip. I have to play it. So I'm going to set it up for everybody, though, okay? It is Usher, and he is Moesha's boyfriend. I don't know what his name is in this, okay? Who cares? Um, <laughs> he's Usher to me. So um, he, he's like, he's entered that world of like Madonna and Beyonce right, and Usher. Right, like just right. one name. Just one name. And we don't care what his character's name was because he's Usher. So he goes and knocks on the door. And I don't know what he's doing, but he's just trying to woo her. And he pushes play like on a cassette recorder, I believe. Aww. It might be a DVD player. I don't know. It's adorable. So and then he lip syncs a song. And you're going to die when I play it. You're going to die. I can't believe he's lip syncing. <laughs> Oh, this song. It's his song. Okay, so the oh point there is that Usher is lip singing his own song, which apparently yes. is in this universe, but he's not Usher in this universe, which is kind of adorable. Adorable. And Monica, as we're sharing the screen, you have more tabs open than I do. And I'm oh. impressed. <laughs> oh, and just to clarify, this is only my podcast tabs. I have a whole nother screen over here that's not podcast that you can see no, how I open exactly. there. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You want to move the next on. one? Yes. Okay. So let's talk Boy Meets World and how you can ruin anything from my childhood. <laughs> yes. So Boy Meets World was also part of ABC's TGIF. I oh, did yes. not watch it. Oh, um, okay. And do you want to know why? Just why? Look, at the look at the title. Boy Meets World. I do not care about boys in their stories. Okay. And we discovered yeah. that in the last episode that yes, if, we if did. I feel I don't know. I'm just like, ah, boys. I loved the little character, the savage. Oh yeah. I did watch some episodes and I can see. And why Savage. I mean, he, he was so adorable. At, but you know who I had a real big crush on was his the, older brother. Uh yeah. <laughs> I had a crush That's on all of these guys. I just didn't watch it. <laughs> That's the only reason I watched it. I was like, oh, I want to <laughs> see what Ben's older brother's doing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So tell me how your childhood was ruined through this Boy Meets World. I'm guessing it has something to do with the new Boy Meets World, which is actually Girl Meets World. Yeah, because now we can't. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to. It's not the same. Like, he's not a cute kid anymore. And yes, the yeah. kids in the show are cute. But, like, the whole reason behind the success of the show was that he was super adorable and, like, coming of age. Yes. Throughout the entire show. Now I'm like, no, nah, I don't. Like, he's my age. I don't. Like, I <laughs> yeah. know what I'm going through. Yeah, so it's not going to have that same feeling for us because we're in a different stage in, in life. Totally. So, But we don't have to watch the new one. That's for the networks to try to revive some sort of... Because networks put out so much trash anymore. Are there like, no new ideas? Yeah, I, I feel like they really deeply. try... Yeah, they try to capitalize on the 90s a lot, and they just need to come up with new stuff. Just own this period that we're in and come up with something everyone wants to watch. Well, yeah, because, like, I I'm not going to have my kids watch that stuff. Yeah, well, it's so different now, and everything's so different. It is. Like I said, yeah. on demand with kids, mm -hmm. and there's there's a lot to fight through um, just to get noticed. So it ran, that spinoff, if you will, I guess, or reboot, I guess is what you technically call those. Yeah. That ran for three years, though, 2014 to 2017. It did have some fans, but I don't think that it got any of us from our group, right? Like. We don't know. That's I mean, not who I want to connect with now. Yeah. Hey, but Monica, you know who I would love to connect with? The who? Fresh Prince of Bel Air. 
Oh my gosh, I loved and loved, I could just sing the song in West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> How about we go just go ahead and play Will Smith's version? This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air In West Philadelphia, born and raised On the playground is where I spent most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool And all shooting some b-ball outside of the school When a couple of guys who were up to no good Started making trouble in my neighborhood I got in one little fight and my mom got scared And said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air uh, Yeah, no, he, he, does it, he does it better, obviously <laughs> <laughs> So this was loosely based on a real person's life I guess a record producer named Benny Medina and I don't really I had no idea. Real. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was a brainchild of Will Smith. So I'm apparently an idiot. He did not come up with it. Why would I think that? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, he is kind of a genius. Now he is. So I guess yes. that's why I just wanted to like go back in time and make him a genius when he's like 20 and he's not. Was they he have a 16 year old at 22? Who wasn't playing a 16-year-old? All right, all right, all right. I'm so naive. <laughs> they went on and rebooted this, I believe, on HBO Max. And, of course, it's more dark and dramatic. So, you know, like everything is now. We can't have anything that's bubblegum pop. Everything must be dark and dramatic. And I don't know. Okay, what were some of your favorite parts of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? So I loved Carlton. And I loved her name was Vanessa. The older sister? Yep. Oh, yeah. She was quite the character, wasn't she? She was such the character. I mean, she was snarky. She was obnoxious. And she was such a snob. She was. Carlton was just like a little more genuine. Yes. Yes. And I loved the contrast between him and Will. And I loved their friendship. And I loved Uncle Phil. Loved Uncle Phil. He was probably my favorite character. Well, I mean, I loved both the parents. Eight years ago, my niece came to live with me and I always would say to her that I was so sorry that I could not give her the same experience as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> We're going to wrap up this section with one of my current favorites, something I actually watch with Lillian. And I don't know if you saw it, but that was Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was also part of ABC's TGIF. Before the premiere of my new show, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I want to clear up a major misconception about witches. It's not that easy to turn people into toads. You have to file with the witches' union, get the proper permits, and go through a waiting period. They do grant one exception. A witch can turn every person into a toad that misses the premiere of her new TGIF show. Okay, just kidding. Jeez. Oh, yes, I watched that. I mean, basically, I was allowed to watch two hours of TV a day, and it was all TGIF. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is based off of Archie's comics before they totally trashed them and made them dark, scary, weird stuff that Aww. they've made them now on the C-Dub. This was before the dark twist that they've put on everything. And it is so cute. It stars Melissa Joan Hart. And she is kind of a little bit like Clarissa in this, I think. Yes, um, she is. Yeah. And she's adorable. And I love her aunt. And I like that she was a witch so that they could make some of the issues that you deal with um, be more like fighting a demon versus kind of what you know, being dramatic yes. and what they're really yes. like. And, yeah. and it is a type of show that Lillian and I can watch together. And we do. Now we're on to the season where she's in college and Lillian always goes, I miss it when she was in high school. Yeah. You know, because college is just a little bit, even on something as bubblegum pop as Sabrina, the teenage witch for her to fantasize about and be. Yeah, like, no, right? I, I totally, I totally relate to that because sometimes thinking about my life 10 years from now, even as an adult in my 40s, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just too much to wrap my head around. So we are going on to the next category and that is the dramatic. 
Okay, Monica, before we tell everyone what this show is, I think we need to play the clip. I do too. People always say how you should be yourself. Like yourself is this definite thing, like a toaster or something. Love is when you look into someone's eyes and suddenly you go all the way inside. So Ricky, Angel's in love with Jordan Catalano. We have to help her. This doesn't seem like a Friday. It's Thursday. Oh. What's amazing is when you can feel your life going somewhere. Like your life just figured out how to get good. Like that second. Oh. Monica, this series was so short-lived. And I was like, this is going to make me cry because I remember biking home from soccer practice and I came home. My mom's like, hey, here's some pizza for dinner. I'm like, that's great. And I'm going to watch my so-called life. And I watched the last episode. And then every week after that, I came home on the same Thursday <laughs> night. And I was like, I don't understand. Where, where is it? But I was devastated when this show was not renewed because I needed to understand and know how Claire and Jordan ended up. Devastating. Well, and I literally talked to my mom about this like an hour ago. I wasn't allowed to watch my so-called life. It was, frankly, one of the most coming-of-age TV shows that I was allowed to watch. I was definitely not allowed to watch it, but I'm going to be honest with you, and this may not be a shocker to people, but I thought Claire Danes was kind of annoying and wouldn't have wanted to watch it anyway. Yeah, no, she was annoying. I only yeah. watched it for Jordan Catalano. I was seriously devastated. So the whole idea behind this series was that it was going to be a show that was different than like the ones that we talked about, right? Like the zany, very bubblegum pop. And I will tell you this, that the writers would not have been on board with Katy Perry's song Teenage Dream because they really wanted to show how being a teenager is hard and confusing and not fun and vibrant. Being a teenager is hard. And like I just said, I biked home three miles from soccer practice just like looking forward to this one show and then they canceled it on me. <laughs> and that was really tough for you as a teenager. Oh my yes. goodness. How did you deal with that? <laughs> I just kind of like Santa Barbara, the soap opera that was canceled on me. Yeah, and I just I kept looking every day, <laughs> every day. Oh, you're so funny. You're like a little doggy that goes to the window. You love that last episode. Did you go on to buy the DVD? Well, no, I mean, I don't need to relive those times. I went through them. But yeah, no, I watched the entire season and it was so poignant. I mean, there were things that didn't quite relate to my life, but whatever. Right. Yeah, I looked up. Uh, I read the plot of every single episode. Just so you know, I'm doing my research for this so I could understand. <laughs> and there was definitely things that I could relate to and then other things that I could not relate to. However, I went to a school. I didn't go go to a real small school like my kids do. Like I went to a bigger school. And I promise you that there were kids that could relate to each and every episode. There was an episode for every teenager to relate to. I truly yeah, believe. No, and I, I, can, I can see that. I mean, so... Basically, it aired for one year, 1994 to 1995. And during those years, I was being homeschooled. And yes, I did have friends and I had like outlets like soccer and I did go to the prom and all of that. But my whole world experience was not as grand as hers. Yeah, mine either. And I went to a school and graduated 324 kids. So I think that... It could be some kid's experience and it could have not been other kids' experience. And for some reason, it had really low ratings. But like Days and Confused, it's like a cult classic. Like it people really picked up on it yes. later. Yeah. 
No, it never should have been canceled. They should have continued it. They did try to continue it on to MTV and it just still tanked. They just couldn't get the momentum they needed. But if you're thinking about it, like they're competing with all of that bubble gum. And yeah. maybe those of us in the 90s, we just weren't ready for real life yet. <laughs> I'm still not ready for real life. <laughs> So, Monica, Claire Danes has gone on to do some other incredible roles. Yes. Uh, Homeland. I love her in Homeland. She's a great actress. I just as a teen actress, she just annoyed me. Yeah, that's fine. And then Jared Joseph Leto, according to Wiki, is an American actor and musician known for his method acting in a variety of roles. And uh, he's actually received an Academy Award and a golden globe. Did he get any awards for his dreamy eyes? Uh, no. Well, this is a wormhole. The cult of Jared Leto. <laughs> I there believe he could be a cult leader. Like, I legit believe that. Monica, he is 50 years old. I don't know if you know this, but people age. Okay, I think this is the perfect time to take a little advertising break. Because if we don't, I think this might turn into some sort of Jared Leto show. Monica, I know you love travel and so do I. What I hate about traveling though is all the planning details. I took a trip to Nashville and it was like agony to find every place to eat and the hotel and everything. Well, Monica, you know you don't have to do all that planning, right? You can just book a vacation package with our good friend, Chris. She's a travel concierge. A travel concierge? I mean, what is that? You just give her your budget and your destination, and she does everything. Will she book my flights in the vacation package? Sure thing. And hotels? Absolutely. Can she find activities for the kids? Definitely. Can she book Paul and I dinner reservations? Oh my goodness, Monica, she has chartered yachts for people. So I am confident that she can find the two of you the perfect restaurant. Well, you had me at yacht because that's on Paul and I's bucket list. And if I remember correctly, she said she does bucket lists. Yes, she does. She does bucket lists. She does family vacations. She does anniversaries. And she does this really cute, take your grandma to the last place on her bucket list. Oh my gosh. I had no idea that she did it all. Well, everything sounds heavenly. Is there a fee? Nope. There isn't one. It's all part of the concierge package. So friends, if you want to plan a spectacular vacation without all the hassle, then contact Chris on Instagram at Travel with Grace and Joy and click on the link in her bio for more information. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor of a series, episode, or season, email us at contact at twomonicaspodcast.com. And that's with the number two. Alrighty, enough of that. Now back to the show. <laughs> So now we're going to talk about another show I never watched because Monica must be the drama queen and I must be like the quirky, dizzy idiot um, in this episode because the next one is Party of Five, which aired on Fox, which I could also not get. We could not get Fox in my little rural town. Do you remember Bunny Ears? Yes, we have. Our Bunny Ears would not pull in Party of Five off of Fox. Me being in Detroit City, yes, we we were able to get this, and my mom would actually watch it with. Me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, and so it was like a bonding moment. Like I wasn't allowed to watch Nine Hundred Two One Zero, which we're gonna get into later. But Party mm -hmm. of Five was totally fine, and she enjoyed it as much as I did. Oh, I bet. It was about an orphaned family, family. of five, mm -hmm. right? So party of five. And I remember it was still going on when we were in college because a lot of people watched it in the social room. And I do remember thinking, oh, this is probably a cool show. Wish I would have gotten in on it earlier. And oh my gosh, the oldest brother is so hot. I can't even handle it. Oh, so hot. Sorry. Wormhole. <laughs> yeah, and then Nev Campbell. Well, we could definitely get on a wormhole of and Nev Campbell, dudes. Jennifer Love Hewitt, and they went through like a bunch of things together, and you really felt for them as a family. 
Yeah, I think that it's the type of show I could probably go back and watch now and absolutely love it. I bet I would. I probably should. I think oh, I'm going to have to say something funny about it, though. If you like Google Party of Five and you look at what the older brother is wearing and then you like Google um, My So-Called Life, like they are wearing Jared Leto's character. They are like, it's wearing the same, the same thing. flannel. It is the <laughs> exact same flannel. Because I did it's not the know. 90s. It is. Everyone wore that bluish, grayish flannel. So, okay. Monica, now we have Dawson's Creek, which was on the WB, and I did not really watch this. Yeah, so this started in 1998, which is probably why we didn't watch it. We were already in college. Yes. And yeah, so while Katie Holmes is my age and she went to school with one of my friends from up here. And one time I saw her in the mall alone. She was wearing a ridiculous hat and it was 2001. But anyway, that's a that story one for time at band time. camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but she was playing a high schooler. So I just think that didn't connect for us. We were in college, living the yeah. college life. Why would we want to connect with this high school character? And I think that's how we missed the boat on it. I would agree. I mean, I remember people raving about it, but I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. I was really like this. Oh my goodness. If I have to hear Katie Holmes name one more time, I'm going to lose it. But I would like to preface that to Katie, in case you ever listen to this. I was 19 and apparently super snotty. So I'm sorry about that. You're probably a nice person. <laughs> yeah, she probably is. For sure. Okay, this is a show I was not allowed to see. Yes. Beverly Hills 90210. I feel like Beverly Hills 90210 was dramatic, but I wouldn't say it was as dramatic as some of the other ones. Monica, it, it, it explored so many, so many things that teenagers go through in high school. The peer pressure, virginity. For those of you who don't know, I was not allowed to watch Beverly Hills 90210. Monica was not allowed to watch Beverly Hills 90210. And maybe you weren't allowed to watch Beverly Hills 90210 because it was so scandalous, I guess. So we're going to go through the cast so everyone understands and talk a little bit about them. I do have a question. You weren't um, allowed to watch it, mm -hmm. but did you watch it? Well, at my friend's house. Okay. I never watched it. I didn't have access to it. And I think it was on the C-dub, maybe not the C-dub, whatever. No, it wasn't the C-dub. It was the WB or something yeah. or Fox. Yeah. Because C-dub didn't come until 2006 yeah. and it bought it bought out all, a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was again in the rural country I lived in. You had to have those satellites. If you even wanted cable, y'all, like you had to have those satellites that look like they're talking to aliens. So no, it definitely like, came in on my regular TV. Okay, so then it could have been Fox, UPN, um, yeah. or the WB. Okay, everybody. Now I feel bad that it didn't look that up. We took a minute and a half discussing it. <laughs> okay, so I never really got to watch it. I watched some of it later when Netflix came, came about, and I could okay. get them on Netflix and watch it. But as a teenager, I didn't have really any experience with Beverly Hills 90210, except that I wasn't allowed to watch it, and it was something I wanted to because I wasn't allowed to. So let's get into that cast. Okay, I'm going to start with the second one on the list, which is Brenda Walsh, Shannon Doherty, because she went on to do another series that you really loved. Yes, and that's Charmed. And Found. apparently she's really awful to work with, which is why she didn't last on Beverly Hills 90210 yep. or Charmed. But then we're going back to Brand Brandon Walsh, Jason Priestley. He's the flawed Boy Scout. So these were their original, this is everything on here is according to fandom.com, FYI. This is not anything that I've come up with. I just no, we don't to need to come there. up with any new material, <laughs> no, just no. like TV shows. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, so the flawed Boy Scout, which I am sorry, that is like one of my favorite tropes. I Kelly like Taylor? Boy Scouts versus bad boys. Um, so Kelly Taylor, played by Jenny Garth. Now she was the good natured snob, so she was sweet, but snobby. Yes. And Ian Zeering mm -hmm. as Steve Sanders. He's basically AC Slater later in life with blonde hair. Yeah. And he was supposed to be the laid back thrill seeker. 
And then we have Andrea Zuckerman, who played Gabrielle Carteris. Oh, she was older. Yeah, so she was supposed to be the straight-laced smart girl, but I do remember seeing a couple of episodes, you know, just here and there. It'd be out there. It's not like I was trying to avoid it. And I always thought, why do they have this 30-year-old playing a teenager? This is weird. Because she was 30. Yeah. It's crazy. She, like, was. So she was born in 1961, and to contrast that, Tori Spelling was born in 1973. Oh, and let's just do a little blurb about the spellings. Um, Hello. Mega loaded. Why was she on the show? Because her dad was a producer. Oh, no, no. Don't you know the urban legend is that she put on makeup and she didn't look like herself and she did such a good job that they cast her. Um, throwing sure. up a red flag. Yeah, I would not feel bad if I was like cast my son like in the show. He wants to do it. I mean, why be someone's parent if you can't get some nepotism in there? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love some good nepotism. I just don't have any. Yeah, right. What the heck with our family? Come on now. <laughs> All right. I mean, I think they would give it to us. They just don't have anything to give. <laughs> uh, I mean, Monica, it's so, it's so true. And I love my family to death. <laughs> I do too. So we have Luke Perry as Dylan McKay, and he was the sensitive loner. I remember everyone had a crush on him, so much so that my brother, bless his heart, my oldest brother for Christmas, bought me a Luke Perry poster. And I did not think he was cute. I thought he was super old looking. He was like actually older than my oldest brother. And I put it on my wall anyway, because my brother gave it to me. Did you think that Luke Perry was older looking or were you one of the girls that had a crush on him? No, I thought he looked ancient. Yeah. I was like, ew, why everybody? Why? Yeah. Um, I, I always thought that Priestley was cute. Um, he was three years younger. And then Green, um, Austin, Brian Austin Green. I always thought he was hunky. I am he sorry. Was, he I was. Yeah, no. Totally and he was agree. even younger. So, yeah. but he played David Silver, the geeky mm -hmm. musician, which is like, what? Why did they put the word geeky on here? That never came across to me. But no, I, no, I didn't really he was ever watch super it. adorable. And like, I wanted nothing to do with Luke Perry and yes. everything with Jordan Catalano and Brian Austin Green. Yes. And then as we already talked about Tori Spelling, she played Donna Martin, the quirky, socially awkward girl. I don't know. I feel like that's how she would have talked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. They did talk about a lot of different topics on here. They were very dramatic. What I think is really interesting is that the Walshes were originally from the Midwest and they moved to Beverly Hills and had to acclimate. And I think like as someone living in the Midwest that that sounds like awful and no, thank you. As someone who has done that, even just as a single person without a family, I would agree. It is terrible. I mean, it's already hard enough to move somewhere where you don't know people and, and you understand that. But to to have the Beverly Hills stigma put on top of it, I would not survive. I would not survive. No. All right. So, yeah, we're going to move on to... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, I was introduced to this by one of my former cheerleaders and now actually one of my best friends, Erica. And she referenced the show a lot. And finally, one day's years later, like probably 2013, <laughs> I decided to watch it because at that time I was really obsessed with CW Supernatural shows. So I did not see it as a teenager, but it is quintessential 90s teenager in a way that I experienced 90s teenism. That's not a word, but let's pretend it is. I would 100% agree. I, I, I love it. I mean, Buffy, her sarcasm is like the best. The oh, okay. So I'm going to digress to Angel. <gasps> Angel. Yeah, and let's digress. Here. Oh, because he's so dreamy. <laughs> well, he is. He is part of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, I mean, you can akin that to having okay. a crush on a college boy. Um, and then you've got Spike, who is like the adult. Oh, who Spike <laughs> is so fantastic. So and I two just of our love his humor. 
Yes. So two of our favorite characters, not teenagers, um, <laughs> but it was a great show. And really, honestly, if, if you don't care anything about vampires, but you really miss the nineties, I would watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I would tell anyone to do that. Sometimes I just go put it on so I can just feel like I'm 17 again. What I loved about Buffy is that she was all girl, but she was all fight. And that is something that I always identify with. Someone who can be sweet, but also kick your butt. Yeah, Um, no, so true. Yeah, of course you have to have like supernatural powers, but who cares? So so Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I don't know where she really would fall in this. I would say drama, you know, so we have the drama and we have the zany, but she also was supernatural. So... It was like Sabrina the Teenage Witch was like totally Archie comics. But then Buffy the Vampire Slayer was, to me, a little bit of my so-called life, but with a little bit of quirkiness. I understand all of that. Um, So that's the list I came up with. Do you have any honorable mentions? Okay. Well, I have two. And it Great. might shock some of our listeners because the number one that I started watching with my mom is Law and Order. That is not about teenagers. No, but I watched it with my mom in the 90s. Okay. Well, so we're including it. The other one, (laughs) Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Again, I watched it with my mom and my brother in the 90s. Unsurpassed observational comedian. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I've seen him on stage. I've watched all of the episodes even to the last one, kind of like my so-called life where I like fight Tom and I knew it was the last episode and then he's in jail. And that's my being a teenager in the 90s. Well, my honorable mention, and I did not include it because it did not meet my criteria, but was one of my favorite shows. And that is The Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. And that is definitely coming of age. And the reason I didn't include it is because it was not the life of a 90s teenager. It was a life of, you know, the Vietnam War era teenager. And then, of course, my love the 70s, which part of it was in the 70s and (laughs) 60s. So, but who could forget Fred Savage? No one, because he was the cutie pie of the universe. That for me was definitely a teen show, but I didn't include it because I wanted to include everything that was quintessentially 90s. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2MonicasPodcast. That's with the number two. Access extended show notes and more at our website, 2MonicasPodcast.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Two Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun.